very annoying. Rule number three is fuck the rules. Rule number four is this is a live studio audience. Everybody is on a microphone here. So you are on a microphone currently. Studio. Studio. Rule number five. No one gets paid except for Muni Radio. I don't like that rule. Rule number six.
Hello, folks. I didn't even have the microphone in front of me at this moment. Not prepared. Not prepared. I was too worried about those other mics. Um, um, did they sound strange last week? Last week, I think it was just a guy who was really soft-spoken. Oh. What was his name? Uh, Sam. Sam, yeah. He was, and I was like, I can't hear what he's saying. But I could hear the girl perfectly, but she didn't speak as much. <laughs> it's okay. She was a little on the shy side. It's totally fine. A little bit there. We're open to all kinds of things here at Mutiny Radio, located in the heart of the Mission District, close to SF General, in case you're wondering, near the hospital, in case of an emergency. Near the mental facility. Mm-hmm. So, In case you need to check that shit in. <laughs> <laughs> I know a few people. Mm-hmm. And our guest today is Grasshopper Kaplan. I, I just Kaplan, but... I'd like, we'll ask him when he comes in. Kaplan. Love the name. And thanks to him for agreeing to do it last minute. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That seems to be the theme for our show recently. But now we are, we are booked till uh, April, I believe. Unless people are being flaky. Yeah. So hopefully that, that J-Y-E-I worldwide, (laughs) hopefully he hooks it up next week. Yeah. Not confirmed. <laughs> Is that his, you say his name? Did you figure it out? J Y E I. J Y J Y J Y J Y J Y. We'll have to ask him. That's why we asked them to, to be interviewed. Yeah, yeah. Because we can't pronounce the name. Yeah. Because it's it's so unique. It's but I like the way how you spelled it. Because you sounded like you're rapping. J Y J Y J Y. So we can't wait to hear from him. Yeah, next week. (laughs) It's happening. We'll find out next week. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. And then, of course, March 4th, we have the Comedy Festival here at Mutiny Radio. So you definitely want to... March 5th. March 1st through the 5th, right? Okay. I just saw that. It's for a whole week. And uh, buy your tickets online. Go to mutinyradio.fm to find out more. You can also go to the Facebook page, and there are lots of links. Thanks, Pam, to uh, buy tickets for that. So if you love comedy and you're in the Bay Area, definitely Mm -hmm. spend your money on this because we're getting comedians from all sides of the country and all corners of the universe. And there's a lot of work that goes into it. So support um, your local uh, community, folks. There's an obsessed with sex. Yes. At 7 to 7.50 oh, wait, on that's, Saturday. That's not our show, though. No. <laughs> Darn. We should have named our show that. Obsessed with sex. Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to steal it. <laughs> uh-huh. And then... Um, so I had some news from theenemy.com, and you guys probably already knew this if you're fans of the show listening to it or you're music fans. Austin is the live music capital of the world. Ooh. Confirmed. Uh, and there's a article on Awesome Austin Adventures. It's the live music capital of the world and so much more. In the heart of Texas, it's a weird and wonderful paradise, Austin. It's known globally for its incredible music scene, from the venues of buzzing downtown hotspot 6th Street to festivals like South by Southwest and Austin City Limits. But there's so much more to the city, from food and urban adventures to vintage shopping, sports, amazing art, and one hell of a nightlife scene. Read on and start planning the trip of a lifetime. 
food for thought, Austin is fast becoming a foodie hotspot with everything from swanky restaurants to a buzzing food truck scene. Vegans will be in dairy-free heaven at the beer plant. For a Mexican munch, Torchy's Tacos is legendary, and artisan hot dogs can be found at Frank. For artery-busting fried chicken, Lucy's will do the business. Korean-Mexican fusion truck Chilantro is a must, and Eastside King street food is mind-blowing. Get sporty. Since the building of the Circuit of the Americas track in 2012, Austin has been the U.S. home of Formula One racing, with the United States Grand Prix taking place there every year. If you're after something a little different than tailgating at a University of Texas football game, is about as American as you can get. Shop till you drop. Skip to chilled out South Congress Avenue, known as SoCo, to find the best vintage stores like Feathers Boutique. Uncommon Objects is an antique store like no other. Get everything from taxidermy to old photos and costume jewelry at this rummaging mecca. All night long, or like... All night long. Yeah, that's what I should have said. Fans... <laughs> Fans of nightlife are in for a treat in Austin. It's not quite the city that never sleeps, but it certainly doesn't get much rest. The bars of 6th Street are legendary with pool tables galore at Buffalo Billiards, Speakeasy Sass at Midnight Cowboy, and Easy Tiger's Sweet Waterside, Waterside Patio. But be sure to venture further afield also to Honky Tonk Heaven with the Broken Spoke. Swim in the city. Barton Springs Pool is a gorgeous place to spend a sweltering day and take advantage of Austin's hot weather. Or maybe not, because then you'll get bitten 50 times. <laughs> Fed by underground springs, the outdoor swimming pool is open from 5 a.m. until 10 p.m. And there are shady, grassy banks, so you can chill out with a book or drift off li listening to music. Bliss. Visit austintexas.org for more information. Oh, that's kind of nice. I guess they're just promoting the town of Austin um I have uh Donald Glover um is that Glover yeah it is uh cast as Simba I was like Glover no as Simba in the Disney's a new remake of The Lion King um uh, James Earl Jones will reprise his role as Mufasa 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 <laughs> Disney is churning out uh, live-action remakes of all its classic animated films following The Jungle Book and Beauty and the Beast. Oh, that's what they're doing. Okay. Uh, the Lion King is next up in the studio docket. John Frav of Iron Man and Elf has been tasked with directing the high-profile project, and tonight, two of the most prominent roles have been cast. None other than Donald Glover will play the young... It's the young King Simba, not the old one. Excuse me. Um, the rapper turned actor has seen his profile on the rise following the success of his FX series Atlanta. He was recently cast as Lando Carlisian. What? I messed up his last name. Uh, in Disney's upcoming Han Solo. I don't know who that is. Anthology. He'll also appear in Spider-Man Homecoming. He's going to be in Spider-Man, you guys. That's a, it's part of his stand-up. Uh, Jenny Glover in Lion King is legendary actor James Earl Jones, who will reprise his role as Mufasa and the father character that he voiced in the 1994 original, uh, animated original. Jeff Nathanson, Catch Me If You Can, The Terminal, is writing the t film script. 
A release date has yet to be nailed down, but presumably the production will begin once Glover finishes filming this Han Solo movie. He also got some time um, as Atlanta won't return until 2018. And there's a bunch of people tweeting it. And this is out of pitchfork.com. Or no, Consequence of Sound, sorry. And I just can't wait to be king. He's going to be young Simba, which makes more sense than adult <laughs> How Simba. How old is he? He's like our, my age. Okay. Because we're 1990. But, um, but the thing is, he, he kind of has a kind of like a young <laughs> voice. Huh? Big, little, small, large. <laughs> Short and tall. He's big, little, small. <laughs> I'm sure he is. I'm sure he's the right size in all the right places. <laughs> That's even better. Probably. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, he's cute. And I don't know how you feel about remakes for Disney, but I don't know if I... I don't think they, they'll ever like the Beauty and the Beast one. I'll go watch it, and I'm sure it'll be good, but it won't have that same charm i think because yeah do you know what it's I mean? like you're like the first time you saw you're like oh my god what is the story now you're like you know what to expect and there's yeah. like a high bar to knock you know? i mean a lot of the new disney films i've enjoyed mm-hmm. but they don't have the same they don't resonate the same as you know watching um you know the little mermaid or peter pan for the first time you know like the originals and then you know it's like oh what a great story and then you would like watch it and watch it and watch it all over exactly. again VHS. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you know being able to go to disneyland and have that experience too not everybody has that experience but it's um that kind of solidified it for me so now it's like oh that's good but yeah, like I heard Mona was really good, and I haven't seen it yet. But um, yeah, I mean, I still enjoy Disney films. I guess I just don't make the effort to pay the money to go see them. We don't go. We were just talking about this. We, we don't go to the theater too often. Yeah, like there's um, there's a couple documentaries I'm gonna spend money and watch because they're like five dollars to rent on iTunes, and I'm like that I can commit to. Yeah. Like, but um. Yeah, it's just kind of a fine line. Like, it just depends what your interests are. And Did you see the, the new Kurt Cobain that they made uh, last year? That was supposed to be on HBO, and it's supposed to be really good. A d- is it a documentary? Yeah. The It's called The, the Heck of Montage? Yeah. Yeah, I watched that one. I watched How it. was it? It was really good. I enjoyed it. Um, was it like... Is it the one... Is it the same documentary with the guy from the BBC? No, this is no, different. No, Bleached. This is different. It's called Bleached, right? Yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah. And then I, I saw a heck of montage. montage. That one has more like kind of the the visuals in between while they're telling the story, right? Yeah. yeah I saw well, that. I haven't seen it, but oh, I haven't. just I heard that it's it was really good. Yeah. No, I saw that one too. I think that's the one that we're talking about. Yeah. Cause there's yeah, yeah, that the was the one that came out last year and it was like, I think it was at South of Southwest and it was going to be like uh, at uh, Sundance and like yeah. it had a whole like thing going on. I'm pretty sure I saw that one. I'm, th- I'm also I'm mixing it up, but I also saw the one wh- where it's the BBC guy, and he's like, "It's Courtney, yeah, that it's Courtney who did it." Like, yeah, it's he Courtney, totally yeah. like was trying to. He he interviewed her dad, right? And her dad was like, "Yeah, she did it." And, we're, and you're like, <laughs> "That's your daughter." 
<laughs> yeah, it was, I should watch it again. But yeah, it's like, on. It's on Netflix. It's so weird. Because I was like, oh, I'll watch this one, and then I like, I yeah. just realized I watched this like a long time ago. It's just, it's so. Um, <clears throat> that's one of the things I really wanted to do in Seattle was see like you know where Kurt lived, yeah. where Jimi Hendrix you know started, where like Pearl Jam started. I was like. Oh, Okay, I have to go back. But you had to do the touristy stuff first. Yeah. Yeah. The touristy stuff. Get them out of the way. Next um, time. Yeah, there's always next time. There's so much to... That's the good thing about Seattle. There's so much to do, and I was not bored. Yeah. No, I bet. I wasn't bored either. Yeah. Like, New York, it was like, oh, my God. Like, we just scratched the surface with that. Mm -hmm. But um, maybe not this year, but next year we can go. Yeah. I'd be down. Yes. Let's do it. Um, but yeah, I still want to watch um, that uh, equal, the one about the Equal Rights Amendment with Patricia Arquette. Oh, right. That one's like at the top of my list. And then the Oasis documentary. Right. I'm probably going to watch that. Um, and then I haven't, even my dad was telling me I need to watch this. It's um, the bowling pin one. The, du- the dude guys. You don't know who I'm talking about. Mm. <laughs> They're in like a bowling alley and he like, he has an old car that he drives from the seventies and he's a really famous actor and he's like the dude. Oh, <laughs> that movie. even my dad the was big like Lebowski? the big Lebowski. Yeah. Even he was telling me to watch it and I was like, wow, everyone's seen this movie except me. <laughs> it's really great. <laughs> yeah. He said it's, it's really great because it's who directed it. I don't know. I think it was somebody from, I, I don't know, it's but it like was a cult. Film, it's a cult no. film, yeah, and it's just, it's so fucking random, but it's yeah. also a really good story. Yeah. I, I guess it's worth it. So that's also on my list. There's, and this, there's a scene where he's in the car smoking, <laughs> like a joint. Oh, you have to watch it. He, like, he drops it <laughs> on himself, and he's like, he has basically has an accident because he dropped the joint. Oh, on yeah, himself. I saw that. I saw that yeah, scene. Yeah, it's hilarious. So I'm like, I have to watch that, and then I wanted to rewatch um, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I wanted to watch it because I was going, and I was like, oh. I rented that movie, and honestly, I was you like, this like is it? really weird. Is like, it? I, yeah, it was too. It was, I, w- I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. But I watched it once, like, a long time ago, and I don't think I got, like, I wasn't really, like, paying attention or getting the full experience, but I kind of want to watch it It's again. like, have you ever seen Naked Lunch? No, I, w- I want to watch that one, too. That one's, like... And read it. I was I threw in the towel. I was like, no, I can't. <laughs> you <threw laughs> just <laughs> What's going on? Like, and that's the whole point of those movies, is that you're not supposed fair. to figure it out, but they're really frustrating for me, because, like, they're based on books. Fear and Loathing as well, so... Yeah. Um, Maybe that's why I want to... Yeah. <laughs> I'm a nerd. Yeah, I'm literal nerd. movies. So anyways, one more news story for me. Um, this is... Uh, they just had the Enemy Awards, which I guess they do every year. Johnny Marr was there. Mm-hmm. The Pet Shop Boys were there. And this is just a little blurb about um, them winning the Godlike Genius Award. Whoa. They wouldn't normally do this kind of thing, but this week the ever humble Pet Shop Boys took a rare moment to celebrate their success just for the VO5, I don't know what that stands for, Enemy Awards 2017. Mark Beaumont meets the recipients of our 2017 Godlike Genius Award. As kaleidoscopic orbs spin overhead, the duo sits stoically, barely flinching, one in a gold-lined showman's blazer, the other wearing a helmet resembling a giant metallic Malteser. 
They are the Pet Shop Boys, Enemy's 2017 godlike geniuses, and the electronic legends who've spent the last 20, 35 years creating dazzling onstage spectacles. Yes. Building a canon of unmatchable synth pop and elevating pop music to the status of theatrical drama, social commentary, and high art. We were never afraid of appearing to be pretentious, says Neil Tennant, escaping the Enemy's photographer's blitz of pink neon <laughs> the pet shop boys have soundtrack rebellions aboard russian battleships they've staged pop operas full of breakdancing angels been cgi space dunces and performed with lady gaga dressed as a porcelain teapot i think i can't remember that mm. um her not them yeah <laughs> and now they're recipients of enemies ultimate accolade what have they done to deserve this Come with us now on a journey through the six ages of Pet Shop Boys, beginning as we must in a restaurant in a West End town. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if you want to hear everything, but I'll give a little overview. So it starts with phase one, poetry with dance music, pretty much the entire 1980s. Phase two was the first part of the 1990s, sci-fi art pranksters. Phase three was the mid-90s, entering the establishment, mid, um, kind of around the, the Britpop era. Phase four, getting weird again. The end of the 90s, beginning of the 2000s. Uh, phase five, intentional downsizing, 2001 to 2007. Uh, phase six is pop versus art, which is when we saw them, like 2013, 2014. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Very good show, by the way. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. And um, they have a little blurb from Brandon Flowers of The Killers. It's incubus, right? Oh, no. Uh, the Killers. That's another Brandon or something. Yeah. I was introduced to a new world of sonic landscape, imagination, and sophistication. I've always believed Chris Lowe to be some sort of wizard. Few others have held on to the fire or the ability to remain relevant. Yeah, so there's, there's a couple pages if you're interested in finding out more about their history, but it's always... Um, oh, here. Three Essential Pet Shop Boys songs. It's a Sin, 1987. The Moment Pop Turned Opulent, It's a Sin remains their biggest ever hit. Rent in 1987. Many favor Love Comes Quickly, but this lament of the financially subservient is their finest early ballad. And I Wouldn't Normally Do This Kind of Thing came out in 1993. From a duo with a Kanye-like approach to smiling in public, this was an unexpected Benji into Eastern psych pop euphoria. <laughs> I would see them again. Yeah, I was like... And it was weird because I had seen, I, I compared them to Kraftwerk because I thought, oh, Kraftwerk came before them. So, of course, it's going to be like more monumental. But yeah. no, I was much more like blown away by them. But yeah, especially by their dancers and all the costumes and what they did with the TVs and their projectors and lights. It was, it was phenomenal. Yeah. <coughs> um, Oh, go ahead. It's like Cirque du Soleil or some shit. Yeah, it was. It was intense. <laughs> I, I would, yes, please sign me up again. Um, I have Roger Waters Roger in the news. Waters. Consequence of sound. Roger Waters and Nick Mason quoting, it would be fun to reunite Pink Floyd for a final concert. Mm -hmm. The duo discussed the possibility of planning a one-off event such as Glastonbury. Glastonbury. Mm-hmm. 
back in 2015, David Gilmore and Nick Mason reconvene at the release of the Pink Floyd's first new album in 20 years, The Endless River. In a subsequent interview, Gilmore said the project was the band's final hurrah, explaining, I've had 48 years in Pink Floyd. It has, been run, it has run its course and we have done it and it would, it would be fakery to go back and do it again. Mason and Roger Waters are singing in a different tune, however. This week, the duo made a rare public appearance at the event promoting Pink Floyd's new exhibit at the Victoria and um, Albert Museum in London. Mm-hmm. Asked if they would consider reuniting the band for one-off gigs, such as Glastonbury. Both Mason and Waters were genuinely into the idea, as the Telegraph notes. It would be nice to uh, add it to the list of things. I've never played Glastonbury. It would be fun to do it, Mason said. Added, um, added Waters. I did Glastonbury once, I think. It was really cold, um, he said. But there were a lot of people, and it seemed very jolly, and I liked it. Yeah, I would do it again. Um, there is, uh, of course, one major obstacle from such an event coming to fruition, and his name is David Gilmore. In announcing Pink Floyd's disbandment in 2015, the guitarist explained, I've had 48 years of in Pink Floyd, quite a few of those years at the beginning with Roger Waters, and those years in what is now considered to be our heyday were 95% musically fulfilling and joyous and full of fun and laughter. I certainly do not want to let the other 5% color my view of what was long and fantastic time together. There's also the issue of Gilmore's relationship with Waters, or lack of uh, thereof. Though the two have twice reunited on stage since 2000, Waters was noticeably absent from the Endless River tour. In a 2015 interview, Gilmore said of Waters, Roger and I don't particularly get along. We still talk. It's better than it was when it has been. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it wouldn't work. People change. Roger and I have outgrown each other, and it would be impossible for us to work together on any realistic basis. Despite his and Waters' uh, willingness, Mason admitted such a reunion was unlikely. The last I heard, David had reunited, Waters noted. I heard he retired, and he seemed to unretire, added Mason. Either way, Waters is plenty busy with his new own projects, and he's sent to embark on a lengthy tour in support of his solo album in 25 years. Wow. So you technically can see Pink Floyd, just not together. You have to pay a couple hundred to see him separately. Yeah. <laughs> Which is see two of them together and the other one uh, do his own thing. But, I mean, at least they're still kicking. Still alive and kicking. Yeah. That's for sure. <coughs> and that was the rest of my story. That was the consequence of sound. All right. Well, we can play a couple songs and hoping to see Grasshopper Kaplan very shortly. Stay tuned for more Mutiny Radio.
It's it's war hole actually. What did I say? Hole. It's hole. As in holes. Huh? Andy Warhol. Andy Warhol. Like hole. Andy Warhol. Dress my friends up just for show See them as they really are Put the people in my brain Two new pants to have a go I'd like to be a gallery Put you all inside my show Andy Warhol looks a scream Hang him on my wall Andy Warhol, silver screen Can't tell them apart at all Andy walking, Andy tired Andy take a little snooze Tie him up when he passed to sleep Send him on a pleasant cruise When you wake up on the sea Be sure to think of me and you To think about paint and to think about glue What a jolly boring thing to do Andy Warhol looks a scream Hang him on my wall In a shabby raincoat 
After those lovely songs, that was Pearl Jam, who we were just discussing. Um, I wanted to see some of their old haunts in Seattle, but I didn't get a chance to do that. And before that was Iggy Pop from his Grammy-nominated album that didn't win anything, apparently, Post-Pop Depression. Uh, The album's pretty good, and um, I was lucky enough to get to see them at the Masonic with the Queens of the Stone Age, and that was pretty fun. Um, And you saw Queens of the Stone Age, but separately, so we've technically... Well, Willie Josh Holm was in in the band, right? Um, I think it was other members, too, right? Oh, really? Yeah, I think it's other members, Um, because they were all like the same age, and then Iggy's the one that's, you know, been around since the beginning of time. Yeah. So... And before that was David Bowie. Uh, The song is Andy Warhol. Um, He he dedicated a couple songs on Hunky Dory to the Velvet Underground, Lou Mm -hmm. Reed, and you know being influenced by um, the music that was coming out of that scene at that time. And I think David Bowie was also nominated in one uh, for um, Oh my God, the name of that song. Black, Black Star. Black Star. Yeah. <laughs> he won, I think, one or two awards at the past Grammys. And also the Velvet Underground uh, were one of the recipients for the Lifetime Achievement Award. And right. I, I watched the Grammys, and it was like a two-second like video clip. Aww. But apparently John Cale, who's one of the only um, surviving members, was there with Betsy Johnson. I saw a picture. Yeah, you posted. They were um, they were married, or they you know met back Tumutled. then yeah. uh, at the factory, Andy Warhol's uh, factory in New York City, 
And um, yeah, they were just kind of talking about it and it was funny seeing them together. I was like, oh, I remember reading about that, but it's interesting that they're like back together. They're old now, you know. They're, <laughs> they're like, uh, they don't pay you know. attention to that. Yeah. So that was interesting. And before that was Brian Eno with Needles in the Camel's Eye. I, saw, I never knew that was the name of that song, but when I heard it, I was like, wow, I haven't heard this song in like a really long time and I really enjoy it (laughs) and um, Brian Eno as you know is a a world renowned producer he's worked with a lot of different uh, musicians over the past you know 50 40 years however long he's been making music and he was a member of Roxy Music Mm -hmm. um, who I think are no longer performing but he's um, but you went to see them last time they were here um, no I've never seen them but um, I know about Brian Eno, but I've never actually seen him perform, but totally would try to make an effort to do that if he ever came to the Bay Area, which I don't think he does anymore, but you never know what might happen. So anyways, Grasshopper Kaplan is here. He's standing like he's ready to go. He's ready to perform, but tell us a little bit about yourself before you do that. Uh, uh, I was born in Russia, in Moscow. I grew up around New York, only spoke English since I was a kid, lost all my Russian. I've been in San Francisco 20-some years, a uh, long-time professional taxi cab driver. I swim in the San Francisco Bay, although not so much this year, but in 2015, mm-hmm. I swam 160 miles wow. in the Bay. That's not, amazing. Not all at once, but over the course of a year. Right. Of the year, you know, quarter mile, half mile at a time over there. Yeah, and uh, around that time I started picking up the piano again over there at the Dolphin Club, and they kicked me out. (laughs) No piano playing for Grasshopper. The piano playing gets me in all kinds of trouble. I saw you had a piano, and I said, now, Grasshopper, we're not going to play the piano tonight. We're going to just play guitar, I think, I guess, unless, you know, maybe if we get loosened up a little. (laughs) Loosen it up. Yeah, well, that's yeah. that's a good overview. How yeah. long have you been playing? How long have you been a musician? Since playing I music. was a wee knee-high to a grasshopper. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, as long as I can remember, music's been a part of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played piano, bass, uh, string bass was my first love because I could put my arms around it. Very cool instrument. And I uh, picked up guitar by like 11 or 13 or something, so mm-hmm. a few decades ago. <laughs> so I've been writing songs ever since. That's awesome. And if people want to find out more about you, I found the Reverb Nation site, but you were saying that that's older it, material. I, I didn't even remember that there was anything on there. I wonder if it's Your not name came up. My name? Okay. Sure. <laughs> I was Fair like, enough. there he is. And he's been a pirate cat. So it's not like, you know, brand spanking new for him. Right. Oh, uh, right, right. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, did you want to play a I song do. for us I right now? Play, I want to play my newest song, so I don't forget to yeah. play it. And I always think my newest song is the greatest song I ever wrote. But in this case, I really think this is the greatest song that I ever wrote. And, and so, so, like I say, this is a pretty important song. Uh, And uh, it's called The Rainbow. 
colors can sunshine stop killing my rainbow for we all come from the divine stop killing my rainbow through all colors can sunshine stop killing my rainbow we all come from that song inspired by recent events yes absolutely it's inspired by everything that's been going on especially the last few days months years uh yes too much going on recently (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of hard to keep up now (laughs) yeah well well Do you want to hear another one? Sure. I sure do. Come on in. Come in. (laughs) This one, I'll play a little bit of this. Um, It's something I've been working on for 10 years. Oh, wow. So it's done. It's an hour long. (laughs) And I'll just give you like a very brief little kind of... called the rule of freedom.
Guessing you spent a lot of time on that the solo portion. Oh, I, I've almost never performed that solo actually. Oh, I've really? Been working on that mm -hmm. with Moonflower, the trio, or maybe more, um, uh, ideally orchestra down the road. Mm -hmm. But right now we've got a great drummer, Bill Langton, and Justin Cook is playing bass and and doing tremendous work there mm -hmm. um, because that. You know, I play bass myself, or mm -hmm. had been known to, and uh, so there's a, some bass lines that are kind of in there that kind of I'm hearing them, but I I gotta get them out into the, the air. Yeah, so, Put them out there in the universe. Yeah, so we do have a little show, um, Plant Exchange in Oakland, March 25th. It's Saturday. It's a daytime, 11 a.m. Something uh, daytime. Uh, you can pick up some nice house plants, I guess. Cool. Uh, uh, it's at a plant exchange. Plant exchange. Yep. That's uh, awesome. And they're located on Lincoln, forty-five hundred Lincoln. I'm not sure if it's their parking lot across the street or something. Mm -hmm. We'll find out soon. Uh, but so that's coming down the road. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and we had a show over at um, Honey in the Hive in December. Oh yeah, we've been over is, there. You know, I heard someone talking about that last night. I said, Oh wow, good. That's good. Have you played there before? I mean, have you played there more than once? Uh, that was my first time. Oh, okay. uh, my drummer had been there before. What was your impression of that gallery? Uh, nice room, and uh, just have to not play loudly. Because <laughs> <laughs> your audience is literally... No, no, just because there's not much there's absorbing houses. sound. Yeah. Well, no, no, it, it's just the... There's no nothing really absorbing sound. Oh, yeah. Square, rectangle mm. rooms are not good for big volume <laughs> yeah got it it's a lesson to be learned yeah where um where else have you played um in san francisco me personally yeah. mm -hmm. um uh i've played down there at the uh turntable at beach and hide mm -hmm. um which is a good place to perform except you know other people like to work there making money too so mm -hmm. they'll chase you away <laughs> <laughs> unless you're bringing in a record number of people in the door <laughs> uh, no, it's a turntable, the, the Beach and Hyde oh. uh, table car, turntable. Oh. Yeah, that's that's my favorite venue, outdoors, oh, okay. on the street. 
in front of I was, in front of whoever happens to be there. I was thinking of the last band that we interviewed last week, and they were like, "God, like, don't ask us if we're playing any shows because they were having such a hard time getting actual venues it to book very them hard. because of very hard, sure." Um, you know, guaranteeing a certain amount of money up yeah, front. Yeah, right. Um, you know, I've played at the Hotel Utah, but, you know, I, when I play a show at a venue, I expect to lose money, or any show for that matter. It's yeah. just the nature of... Pam know, can it, make you some money. Have you met Pam? I think I have. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how she does it, but she's amazing, and she brings in record amounts of money for us to stay open, and we love her for that. So. Cool. But we Thank you. But we're glad that, um, you know, we have this space and that we're able to, you know, bring people who actually want to be here. And it's it seems harder. Like, how do you feel about the, um, you know, the scene here in the Bay Area? State of music. Uh, San Francisco in yes, particular. It's, it's always been challenging. And now it's gotten to, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how anyone is able to make music ever at all. Frankly, it's, you know what you have to do just to be able to hang around the city is uh, al almost impossible for any mere mortal. Yeah. <laughs> Sell yourself for a buck? Somehow, if anyone will buy. Mm -hmm. I know, that's, that's what scares me. <laughs> so, um, do you have any other upcoming shows besides the Plan Exchange? Um, can't say that I do. Not at the moment. Well, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. And will you be performing with um, Moonflower? Moonflower with Grasshopper. What is the difference between is is it you sometimes playing individual solo on your own versus Moonflower as the collective? Uh, it's is it just, two different projects? I or just always prefer to play with. No, it's it's basically the same material. Okay. It's it's my stuff that I've been working on. Um, and I, I just, you know, I prefer to play with other musicians because it brings out so much more than music. Right. You know, it's, it's so much more that you can have by way of a musical conversating, mm -hmm. you know, so. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Do you want to play another song for us? Sure. I'll what? play something really old, one of my oldest. Mm -hmm. uh, so Lonely. So long. 
I think that was the most epic one we've heard so far. And that's the oldest one? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, easily. I could sure. see the, the sure. style shifted. Well, I did this conscious thing of trying to make it so somebody who had just showed up could play a song. That song does not qualify as a pickup band kind of song. <laughs> so I tried to write for, you know, getting more of the ability for anyone to just easily show up and play. Mm -hmm. sort of. You didn't want to, like, rock out and show them what you're made of. <laughs> uh, oh, well, well. Uh, um, Maybe later. Yeah. Not, a, not immediately. <coughs> you want to invite them in before you break the guitar over their head, right? <laughs> oh well, I, I don't want to incriminate myself now. But does she know something that, that I thought had been kept hidden all these years? Oh, oh the things I know. That, that, oh well. <laughs> so, who influenced you um, to become a musician, or where did you derive your style uh, from? To actually go ahead and do it. Yeah, I was. Um, Actually, I got sort of a psychic communique from Jerry Garcia at RFK in 1986, the day before he collapsed, playing Stella Blue. He said, sort of, you know, psychically, are you sure you want to do this shit? This is a really hard road to hoe. That was the, what he told me in a glance when you get one of those moments where, mm -hmm. you know, you, everybody says, Jerry looked right at me, and that's what he said. <laughs> he told you. He, he said, told are you, you sure? <laughs> Question yourself, son. Yeah. Do you regret it now? I'm just kidding. Oh my God, he's thinking about it. Uh, you're making me think now. Yeah. So much you. thinking on a Saturday. I know. Well, I, did, I didn't expect to come over here and be grilled. I'm vegan. <laughs> That's the funniest thing I've heard today. Um, there's nothing wrong with a little toast every now and then. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I oh, really you're welcome. Yeah, Thank you. yeah I'm, glad, I'm glad that it that it worked out. You know, we've I'd, just I'd been... love to bring my bass player and yeah. play together next time. Sometime. Sure. sure. That'd be great. He lives right nearby. Oh, yeah, that would I be mean, perfect. I don't think he's gotten evicted yet. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. That might change. Where's some wood? Yeah. yeah. You never know what's going to happen in these, these oh parts, gosh. right? Jeez. Yeah. We're working on us not being evicted. I here. know. I okay, feel. Well, I will. I will be happy radio. to bring my band and perform a fundraiser for you guys if yeah. you yeah. want that. Uh, yeah, I think we would be definitely. Easy venue for me to show up and perform. Yeah, I mean, you guys could even do it out there. Um... Well, that would it'd be hard to put a drum kit. Yeah. This is yeah. Shit. <laughs> we have done it though. A couple. No, we done a cajon. It was different. It was a, a cajon. cajon. Oh, oh yeah. Right. You not sit full, on that. Not a full drum set. No. Full drum sets out there. Yeah. And good, good luck to you. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> um, as you can see from our very humble setup here, we try and accommodate everybody's needs, but not always. We just can't try and keep it simple. Yeah. Keep it simple, Bare stupid. Bones. <laughs> yeah. Bare bones. And um, I don't know if you told us who inspired you. Did we miss that uh. part? Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I I was Jerry like, Garcia. And, Jerry Garcia was and one of Miles them. Davis and, Miles Davis. Miles Davis. And anybody who's ever played music outdoors on the street. Buskers. I, I can't say I know who they are. But Busking. Anybody? Anybody you see like at the Bart Station? No, no, or? I don't mean. Here. Oh, okay. I mean when I was a little kid. 
<laughs> Not today. You're like, screw those other people trying uh, to make a buck. The, yeah, here it's... Mm, I mean, they're at 16th and 24th Street on our way over here. Yeah. We always see them. The lovely violinist on 24th Bart mm-hmm. Station. Some yeah. interesting karaoke going on sometimes. Yeah. But I prefer to see a, an instrument being played. Definitely. As opposed to smashed over someone's head? Yeah. <laughs> well. Depends on the setting. That could be for another time. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Who... Where do you see yourself going in the next few years? How do you see the project evolving? Hmm. Um, well, what's changed in the last few days and weeks for me is that I went from sort of wanting to play all the greatest songs you could dance to, which I still do, to really wanting to pull out the ones with a message, like the rainbow, stop mm-hmm. killing my rainbow, my brothers, my sisters, me. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, let us live, let us be, stuff like that. Um, the rule of freedom is meant to be, you know, I mean, that's, that's a pretty loud message now anymore. It used to not be quite as loud. Mm-hmm. Now it's um, needed. Very, yeah, the whole thing has changed. I wrote that song 10 years ago. Uh, so so I think the message of music has gotten to be a whole lot more important. And um, I would not like to see myself uh, playing with the computer and, and stuck on the iPhone. app in my phone mm-hmm. and, and trying to figure something out that's taken my whole day. That, that oh, What happened? My cat wants me to play with them. And, and I'm sitting here jailed by this technology. Uh, I'm a big fan of analog. I've got an uh, um, analog studio in the works. Nice. Uh, Two-inch tape, uh, quarter-inch mix-down, uh, uh, analog soundboards. So, so that's right. That's what <laughs> 1982 we're over yeah. here. Yep. We're yep. not getting any closer to the millennia. We love this thing, though. <laughs> yeah. It, well, it's this our has whole... been here since before I've been here, so. I mean, yeah. it's before we were born. Yeah, so. we're not going to question it. Before the chair was squeaking. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> That's how you know it's legit. Yeah. It's real. And where, if people want to find out more about you, would uh-huh. it make sense to go to the YouTube page just to get a feel for well, the music? You, you want to know something? Just give me a call and ask me. I guess is that kosher? <laughs> I don't know. I'm afraid. Do you want strangers little, calling you? Do I want strangers calling me? Is it regarding playing music and booking shows? Yes, absolutely. Okay. They might have connections. You never okay, know. Sure. Yeah. We so may never have made this connection. Number. My phone number is four one five seven ten. Six nine eight seven. You can call me Grasshopper. It's my legal name. Only uh, music inquiries. Music only. Yeah, yeah. I, I have no money, so yeah. forget it. <laughs> if you're calling to pay me money, or you want me to maybe play for free, where I can, you know, make people happy, please call right away. Yeah. How come the phone? It's an emergency, folks. Yeah. Call them now. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. I don't know. And, and I should push. Like please go to YouTube. And check Puerto Rico by me, Grasshopper. So if you go to YouTube and you put in Grasshopper Puerto Rico, you'll get a song I didn't play earlier, but such a great song, one of my best. Not much of a message. I want to go to Puerto Rico where all the ocean breezes blow. I hear the piano players go, take me to Puerto Rico. Beautiful. So, so 
please go to YouTube and check that and a bunch of other stuff comes up too there. No website. Um, do you want to help me with one? I'm, I'm open to that. Yep. Anyway. I'm sure you can find someone. And um, are you on any social media pages? Those are easier. Is those there are anti-social easier. media? Yes, there is. There's, it's not how there is anti-social media. Uh, well, you know what happened is, is I, I found that Facebook was being selective about which of my posts, you know, if I started talking about World Trade Center Building 7s, for some reason, that never seemed to make the rounds of, of the news feeds. Hmm. I Interesting. don't know why not. <laughs> it's important news, y'all. We need to yeah, know these kinds of things. We need to know. We need to know. So again, your next show is at the Plan Exchange in Oakland Correct. on March 25th. Saturday, March 25th. What time should people Daytime. be there? Uh, they want me set up and ready to play 11 a.m. So, so uh, he'll go sleep early the night before <laughs> and, and boogie on down there and come and dance and have a great time and hear some wonderful music. Do you feel like it's easier for musicians to get shows in Oakland and the East Bay? Well, if you play for free, you can get shows. If you mm-hmm. want to get paid, Good it's luck. harder. <laughs> Hats off to you. Uh, getting a show anywhere probably easier outside the city mm-hmm. I suppose but I don't know I don't know how anybody can find any kind of a show anymore I, it just boggles my mind I, just, a know. lot of bands that we've interviewed are playing a show at bottom of the hill uh-huh. so there's something legit going on there I saw oh, that I was like I've interviewed at least five of these bands and I guess it's good that they're still around even though we haven't really heard from them in a while but it's good that they're at least there's something legit or you know going on over there um but maybe people who have been around a lot longer in the business are more likely to be open to that rather than whatever this new school is of you know getting rid of all these venues and putting in condominiums and all this bullshit but um hopefully we can keep we can uh, keep it local and um keep it going you know cuz we we still need to uh, we still need to have that that outlet. I mean, once it's gone, it's gone. You know, like like the presidency. Like we're stuck with what we have now, but eventually, it's it's gonna disappear. As my wish. <laughs> Soon. It's my Sooner wish. But <laughs> later, yeah. yeah. Did you have anything else that you wanted to? Uh, Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Oh, thank you for being here. And again, uh, Grasshopper Kaplan. Mm-hmm. That's me. And um, there's some interesting photos on the internet, oh. but I know we're not supposed to talk about them. Well, well, uh, <laughs> it looks like you got people yeah. showing up to do something else here. Maybe it's, it's time for me to go. But you could you could do a stand-up routine. Huh? Me? Yeah, where it's in, uh, involved with some of your past experiences and how it's well, well. how it's enhanced your current life. We're just spitballing. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much for coming. Thank you. And Thank you um, did you want to play one more song? Or? Do no, you I want think... me to play one more? Oh, okay. Whatever you want. Whatever you want, sure. Yeah, maybe, what, maybe one more song. One more, yeah. okay. Okay, sure. One more song for the road, yeah? Is that a custom guitar? This is a tailor. This is Isadora. I named her. Isadora. Uh, 
adorable guitar. <laughs> um, so, so. Um, I'm telling you, he needs to do a stand-up show after <laughs> the music portion. It's like a, you know, the old days, like vaudeville and uh, uh, variety show. Uh, uh, I, I did my best comedy when I was driving taxi cab all those years before that became a thing of the past. Mm -hmm. You know, situational. You get the right kind of energy from the people, yeah. and you just and an interact. And, space. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I just want to say my phone failed. Technology failed me, and I was okay with taking an old-fashioned taxi cab. Oh, very good. Very All recent. Right. All right. Um, see. Um, like I was saying about the message songs, I kind of, now I feel like I, I have to prioritize if, if the song's got something important to say over maybe something that just feels good, you know, kind of a song. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But having said that, I'm going to go with the feel good song. All right. I've done a couple we... that have a very important message. I'm just going to go for the. Baby, <laughs> baby song. We need a little bit well, of that. Well, not exactly a baby song, but <laughs> the other kind of baby.
that was definitely a good feeling song. All right. Thank you. <laughs> well, thanks, thanks so much. So, yeah, thanks for All coming. Right. Grasshopper Kaplan. Is that your last name? That is my legal name. First and last. Grasshopper Kaplan. Woohoo. Yep. Awesome. And, uh, Moonflower is the band, mm-hmm. the current incarnation. Uh huh. Are they on social media? Are we? Uh, uh, we are not. <laughs> are no. we not men? No. <laughs> I don't know what to do about that. I, I just, you know, it's one of these things. I'm broke. I, I really but you know could do it to, for free. I, huh? Well, you could do it for free. I know, Sell your soul. I could, but I have to spend the time. And yeah, no. that's true. The time. I'm busy putting that guitar over people's heads, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Priorities. Yeah. Some things are well, more important. That's, that's, that's just a joke. <laughs> I didn't believe you the first time. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, stay tuned for more Mutiny Radio. To know, no, is to love, love, love Just to see that smile. Makes my life worthwhile to know, no, no, him is to love, love, love him. And I do, and I do, and I do. Oh, I'll be good to him, I'll bring joy to him. Oh, oh, everyone says there'll come a day When I walk alongside of him To know, no, no, him Is to love, love, love him And I do, I really do Locked in black. 
That has a, that's a very uh, that's a very hip riff, I have to say. Hip riff. When I went to see um, the Stone Roses, I heard a lot of songs from their album Second Coming, which I'd never really given it a second chance <laughs> to listen to. But they actually have some really good songs on that album. Um, before that was the Foo Fighters, who are going to be in town for the Bottle Rock Festival. And that's um, from their self-titled album, This Is A Call. And before that was Wham. Um, as you all know, George Michael, he passed away recently. And Adele, did you watch the Adele performance? No. The tribute to him? I wasn't impressed with it. I heard it. She, she felt like she didn't do, do it justice. Yeah, it just, maybe it was like her energy. Because I think she's a great singer, but it just was kind of an odd... Oh, huh, now I can, I'm kind of curious now. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen any of the Grammy stuff, yeah. to be fair. So. I liked, um, there was the mic fail with um, Metallica, but it was still like a good performance. Like, at least there was like a lot of energy there. Yeah. Um, but anyways, that was Everything She Wants by Wham. Before that was another song from New Order's first album, Movement, The Hymn. And uh, Peter Hook was just here doing a book signing for Substance, which is his interpretation of what happened um, with the New Order saga. And he's going to be back in the Bay Area playing at the UC Theater in Berkeley on April 28th. And hopefully that will be right before my trip to England happens, because I'm definitely not going to want to miss him. <laughs> I will definitely stay here for Tell him. Tell him to give, give you some pointers. I know, right? Be like, London. where would I go, man? <laughs> yeah. I haven't been there in what? How long have you not been there? Uh, it's like, been like 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure there's like Manchester, for instance, I would want to get like all the, you know, pubs and places that he frequents. But um, it's so much more manageable there. It's such a smaller smaller area compared to London is, is pretty overwhelming um, but uh, before that was Prince um, a most of his material is now available for streaming and that's from the album 1999 a song is called Delirious and uh, Bruno Mars definitely that, that was a performance worth watching Bruno Mars to the tribute and then The Time who is I think the lead singer of The Time is Prince's cousin or they're somehow related um, they did a performance then it was Bruno Mars and he you know dressed up exactly like Prince did and he like rocked you, it you tell Bruno Mars what to do and he'll do it like to yeah. the T so <laughs> um, uh, before that was Amy Winehouse, uh, Back to Black, B-Sides, To Know Him Is To Love Him. Oh, I love that song. N never a Bad Song by her. And um, then I talked about Pearl Jam, Iggy Pop, David Bowie, and Brian Eno. That's a trifecta right there. Yeah. <laughs> a trifecta of good music. Oh, I didn't mention Iggy, uh, Iggy Pop's going to be headlining at the Burger Boogaloo Festival. That's right. As well as some other bands that we may or may not know. <laughs> but um, it's, but um, X is also going to be playing. And then uh, Shannon and the Clams, I saw the I last have. time. Yeah. They're really good. Um, I haven't seen them live, but their music's really good. Um, I was also intrigued by uh, Kintron and Miss Pussycat because I've seen them too back in the day. So I'm 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 thinking about it. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm thinking about it for the it's right kinda, reasons. Yeah, it's kind of the year to go. 
Um, and it's July 4th weekend. Yeah. And I think their tickets are going, they're up from last year. Yeah, they like doubled or tripled in price, unfortunately. But I was thinking about the last time I went there and I was like, I would definitely pay money to see this again. It's much more, I mean, we're used to outside lens, but this is on a much smaller yeah. scale. And you're, you know, you're contributing to, you know, that that scene over there compared to, you know, contributing to a corporate entity. To another planet. <laughs> Is there another planet that does uh, OSL? Um, yeah, I think it's another planet that, is somehow involved with Burger Boogaloo, oh. even though it says Total Trash Productions. That's the PR firm. Yeah. But um, I think that's how I got the tickets. Speaking awesome. of PR, remember yeah. Elizabeth? She's opening up yeah. a pie shop, and we were thinking if we weren't going to do the show, we were thinking of going over there for the soft opening. Yeah. And um, Ir- in Irving and Ninth, where San, Chris- uh-huh. uh, San Francisco. San Francisco. Was had such a hard time saying their is name. That in the Sunset. They yeah they moved from uh, Davis to the Sunset. Oh, that's really Ninth cool. Ninth and Irving. Yeah. I've been try it. I've been wanting to check out her her stuff for a while, yeah. but um. From PR to pies. <laughs> <laughs> Those. Pic- those Instagram photos, my God. Yeah, they look so delicious. I'm sure she knows what she's doing. Good for her, man. I know, right? Making it work. Living the dream. For sure. Well, anyways, stay tuned for more Mutiny Radio. We have a special event coming up, so you want to stay tuned for that. Mutinyradio.fm. And we'll be, ne- we'll be here next week. I can't say his name. J-Y-E-I. Yeah. Worldwide. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Hopefully he doesn't. Yeah, he'll be here. <laughs> Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. If all goes well. Stay tuned for more Mutiny Radio. They have a fun time at Fantastics deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternatives they're smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good! Because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com Holy nation, give it to me every time. Ah!
Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for me five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRack. <laughs> Subliminal SF brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to 
www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Second annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming March 1st through 5th, 2017 to San Francisco, featuring 25 shows in five days and 50 comedians from across the entire U.S. From Washington and Portland to Los Angeles, New York to Indiana, Tennessee to Pennsylvania, these comics will join San Francisco's best underground comedians for five days of comedy at Mutiny Radio. All shows will be live streaming and available after via podcast at www.mutinyradio.fm. But see them live in our intimate 30-seat performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Mission, March 1st through 5th. Tickets available on our website, www.mutinyradio.fm now. Brought to you by our generous festival sponsors, Alta California Botanicals, Destiny's Mom, What a Tomato Produce Company, the law offices of John P. Strauss III, Asiento, FruFruHot.com, Jankytown.org, Brooke Heineken, Pervert Fervor, and Trina Roderick. Asiento. This locally owned Mission neighborhood bar and restaurant is excited to be a sponsor for the festival. We hope you'll join us any night of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival for happy hour pricing all night long. Just mention that you are an audience member for happy hour pricing March 1st through the 5th at Asiento. Our address is 2730 21st Street at Bryant Street, just a half a block away from Mutiny Radio. Asiento has a warm, friendly neighborhood vibe that's perfect for an after-work drink or for a night out. Featuring a comfortable bar and extensive tapas menu, this is the perfect place for groups that want to get together for drinks and food. Join us at Asiento. Whoa there. What a tomato! Where did you find such a nice tomato? What a tomato? I know, I just said that. Where'd you get that fine heirloom? What a tomato. Look, man, this isn't a come on. Just tell me where you got that beautiful tomato. What a tomato. No, no, seriously, I actually want to eat a tomato. I love tomatoes. Where did you get that tomato? What a tomato. Dude, it's a fine, beautiful tomato. I want to eat one, too. I want one right now. I like to eat them like an apple with salt. Tell me, where'd you get the tomato? What a tomato. Are you high? Just tell me where I can find a tomato like that. What a tomato. Is this a metaphor? What a tomato produce company in San Francisco. For all your wholesale produce needs... 2055 Jared Avenue. Hope your legs are looking sexy, because we're going to charm your pants off. Come to the Charm Offensive Comedy Show at Punchline San Francisco. It's a night of great jokes, magnetic personalities, featuring the Bay Area's most awarded comedians, plus national headliners. You'll laugh. You'll swoon. And when you regain your composure, you'll swipe right. Tuesday, March 7th. Doors at 7, show at 7.30 at 444 Battery Street in San Francisco's Financial District. Brought to you by Paco Romaine and Destiny's Mom's Comedy. 
Comedy. Our last show sold out, so get your tickets now at punchlinecomedyclub.com. Charm Offensive at Punchline Comedy San Francisco. Tuesday, March 7th. See you there, sexy. What's with the limp? I got hit by a car on my bike. This person just ran a red light. How are you going to work? You wait tables. I don't know. I'm terrified. I count on my tips, and these hospital bills are confusing. The insurance adjusters just treat me like I'm a piece of paperwork. Man, you should go to johnstrausslaw.com. John Strauss is a great personal injury attorney. When I got hurt, he handled everything for me. He was on my side. And best of all, I didn't have to pay out of pocket. He got paid when I did. That's great, because I cannot afford to pay out of pocket. Yeah, don't let them confuse you and trick you. They treat you like you're a business. And it's not business, it's personal. Injury. JohnStraussLaw.com Natalie's story by...